0: Christian Center hallelujah God he is worthy hallelujah he's worthy of our praise and our worship Lord and we do thank you this morning I uh, just welcome everybody here today if you're in person welcome welcome if you're online live streaming welcome to you hallelujah we do have a few announcements to go over but just to know that man, God is good and he's worthy and we can just bask in his love and his compassion and know that he's worthy of all our praise. Hallelujah. On uh, September the 10th, September the 10th is Senior Saturday. It will be from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Seniors. Mark your calendar. Come on out. There'll be some games, different activities, resources that you can uh, learn and make available to yourself and that are being made available to you. Some food and just a fun time just to connect with folks over that food, over that fun. And you can, um, so if you're a senior, what you need to do is uh, first, uh, if you have a neighbor or a family member, invite them out to come out and be a part of that. You do need to, uh, so make sure that is September the 10th, and it is on Saturday from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Also, small groups are getting started. Small groups, September the 28th, they will start. We do have several groups starting. There's the parenting group. There is in his steps group. Young Women's Group and Alpha Angle, such a blessed group, those that will be coming forward. So get out there, join, sign up. Uh, you can go to the website uh, for small groups and sign up there, all right? And that is starting September 28th. Small groups has really been a blessing in my life, and I know folks who've also testified and shared in terms of how they've been a blessing and really connecting and giving you that intimate space so that you can have a voice and speak and learn more about God but also about what the blessing and the work that he wants to do in you so uh, that starts September the 28th and you can start signing up now they will be opening at least the sign ups will open soon also uh, on September the 11th at 9 a.m. FCC women. The Flourish group is having a volunteer meeting. It's just a volunteer meeting and the purpose is so that we can connect with those who would like to be a part of the Flourish volunteer team. The Flourish women team is trying to put together, are putting together a volunteer team uh, to continue to grow the ministry. So come on out if you want to be a part of that team in terms of the work that they're going to be doing. It will be in the FCC office and that's going to be September the 11th at 9 30 a.m. Also, Royal Rangers is getting ready to start this is really a ministry that is developing godly boys for Christ. They are developing boys, young boys uh, for Christ. So make sure you um they're starting. And I am going to ask Bob, Dave. Uh, to come up and speak about it as they get ready to launch and get ready for... They're looking for leaders. They're looking for
1: um, boys. Thank you. Good morning. morning. Praise God. Uh, I am Commander Dave, and this is Commander Bob, and we are two of the Royal Ranger leaders here at Faith Christian Center. Uh, We started Royal Rangers here in 2015, and um, actually, our 60th birthday, Royal Rangers celebrating their 60th birthday this year. Uh, there are Royal Ranger uh, groups in over 90 countries around the world. And um, I would say that the Lord has blessed me, given me an opportunity to minister in Royal Rangers for 40 years this year. And over that time, I've had the blessing to uh, mentor hundreds of boys. And uh, many of those boys uh, that are now men are active in churches as pastors, some youth leaders, deacons, elders. Uh, many are Royal Ranger leaders. We have policemen. We have many that have spent time in the military, and some are still in the military. We have firemen, uh, teachers. Many are dads, and we even have lawyers that were once Royal Rangers. And, of course, that, that list goes on and on. Uh, and I, we are appreciative of the pastors here allowing us to have Royal Rangers here over that time. Royal Rangers is a mentoring and discipleship ministry for future men. And uh, as you know, there is a lost uh, vision for a manhood in our nation. Many boys come from homes uh, that have no positive male influence. Uh, did you know that more than 20 million homes or 20 million children live in homes without the physical presence of a father? Millions more have dads that are physically present but emotionally absent. Um, And uh, if it were classified as the disease, fatherlessness would be an epidemic worthy of attention of a natural disaster. As you know, uh, our children are growing up in an evil world and society and culture that's pushing them away from God. And uh, we need godly mentors that can give Bible-based instruction to our boys. We are also, as Bernard said, we are in need of adults that are looking for an opportunity to mentor. So why have only a boys ministry? Well, we call it gender specific mentoring and that can be a critical component in any healthy discipleship process or relationship. Gender specific mentoring is important for two reasons. First, girls and boys learn differently. So for optimal learning, and for discipleship to occur, each gender needs the mentoring that works best for them. And secondly, girls and boys sometimes need different topics addressed. We mentor boys a little differently than we would mentor girls because we're building men. Boys today have a variety of interests, sports, technology, outdoor activities, uh, trade skills, arts, and of course many more. In Rangers, we have a vast collection of resources to support these diverse interests. We plan a wide variety of activities that appeal to boys and young men. And uh, reaching Boys for Christ is, of course, our number one mission as Ranger leaders. The Ranger ministry is an activity-based, small group church ministry for boys and young men, unlike scouts Uh, we only allow men and women to come into rangers that are church-based in in scouts they allow anyone so we have uh, a lot more to say about our leaders so what is Royal rangers we're a mentoring ministry for future men our mission is to evangelize equip and empower the next generation of christ-like men and lifelong servant leaders. We provide Christ-like character formation and servant leadership development for boys and young men in a highly relational and fun environment. We provide boys with an opportunity to learn leadership skills, make mistakes while they're learning, and practice them in a small group setting. And Commander Bob will give us some information about the start.
2: Good morning. Just to also comment is, The Royal Rangers is not just for our boys here in the church. It's also folks that are listening online. Um, It's also for all boys uh, out in public schools or wherever. Even if we get boys that come in from the church, invite your friends. This is all inclusive of boys everywhere because it's not just the boys here that need it. It's boys everywhere that need it. Our meetings are going to begin October 2nd. On Sundays, we will run through to June, just like the school season. We meet every Sunday from 5.30 to 7. So again, we want as many boys as we can get, but we also need leaders to help mentor to these young boys. And we look for men and women. Men will mentor the boys in the older grades as women or couples can mentor our youngest group of boys. Uh, they usually like kindergarten, first and second graders. Um, more information, we will have table out in the back. On the contact, which uh, is my email address, it is patriotbob1963 at yahoo.com. If you want any more information, feel free to contact me or vis- visit us out at the table today. Thank you. And hallelujah.
0: sounds exciting to be a part of actually. God bless. God bless Royal Rangers. Hallelujah. It's giving time here at Faith Christian Center. Um, Here you can give several ways. You can give via the app. You can also text your giving to 833-245-6431. You can give on our website or you can give using the envelope system, whether it is placing it in an envelope while you're here, if you're in person, placing it in the uh, basket at the rear of the sanctuary at the end of service. You can also mail your envelope to Faith Christian Center, Seekonk, 95 Sagamore Road, 02771. Hallelujah. You can join me in prayer, please. Lord God, we just thank you that you are our provider, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for giving your son, Lord, and just blessing our lives, Lord. Bringing us so that we are your sons, we are your daughters, Lord, and we thank you, God, for it, God, right now. Lord, we bring these tithes, a tenth of everything that you've given us, and we just can't do it without you, Lord, and we thank you for it. Lord, in obedience, we bring it. We also bring our offerings, Lord. And we just ask that you will bless it, Lord. Take the seed, Lord, and Lord, let it build your kingdom, Lord. The work that you've called and ordained here on earth will be multiplied, Lord. So say minds freed, chains broken and bondage. Lord, and we thank you, God, for it right now, Lord. And your word and your kingdom will be established here in this earth, Lord, and we thank you for it. Lord, and as givers, Lord, we receive the promise that you've given to us, Lord. Blessings and peace and goodness and compassion, Lord salvation lord and we thank you for it lord these blessings we pray in your name jesus amen amen jumpstart d2l you are dismissed
3: Good morning. Good morning. Where's my dad when you need him? Where'd he go? <laughs> hello, hello. C. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Worship team, thank you so much for today. Wow. I'm just gonna throw this thing in my pocket. Yes, inverta thank you. As I was worshiping, I was remember reminded of a. Um, the quote <laughs> that I read by Charles Spurgeon a while ago that I think is, as we continue to grow in our worship here at Faith Christian Center, Charles Spurgeon, an amazing uh, evangelist um, that God used and helped with some of the revivals. Uh, the quote is, I know that emotion does not save the soul, but I believe that those who are saved are usually filled with emotion. So I'm taking that to heart as well too. But in your worship, we can continue continue to welcome you to worship and praise Him because God is present in those moments. Don't take that for granted at all. And you can just even come out of that grave song. There should be a little bit of emotion, even a maybe an old charismatic tiptoe, maybe just like that, or you know. But hey, I'm guilty of it too. But just continued to encourage you. God did create our soul, and those emotions are part of it, so be involved in that, too. But thank you, Royal Rangers. Thank you, Bob and uh, Dave. Bob's been a dedicated servant for many years when we started this. We appreciate that. Uh, Dave, I know they don't like me talking about him, but I will. I have the mic. Um, Dave, at at one point, was a, a Northeast director of all the Rangers on the East Coast, and I may not have gotten it right. And you are now. Okay, you still are. So he is... He's a big wig in the Royal Rangers, so we appreciate him and Bob and Dave serving together here and uh, doing that. I was able to go uh, camping once with them, uh, well, what I thought what camping was at the time and what it was was two different things, but I didn't camp much growing up, but so I went to, it called Ranger Fest. I went to two of those um, in Gardner where they have a campsite up there and wow, I mean, it was just neat to see a lot of fun and, and activities, but then they got down to seriousness of of representing and making God main, made known in these worship services at night. You're sitting by the lake, the campfire, and just through uh, worship and, and a dynamic message, it really has to only be impactful for young boys, so I can only think of that, but thank you. Uh, another thing I... W- yes, I did. <laughs> we have a new chalkboard we're going to make where we make notes if I forget something. I was on it, so we created this chalkboard and I forgot it, but in case somebody has to say something from the pulpit, they can pull that, so... I do. We do want to say, Pastor I mentioned last week uh, Olivia, that was missing the child. She has been found. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for Miss um, Pamela Harry appreciates that. Our pastoral staff, uh, God was on the move there, and she is found and safe at this point. So thank you for being the church in that as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, we'll just start into the message, I guess. I got that done. Title. All right. Today's title. Good. Today's title is called Love and Favor. Some of you folks that are maybe over the age of 40 might have thought I said, or was about to say, Love and marriage goes together like a horse and carriage. Can't have one without the. How about if I say, get into some foodie stuff. If I say spaghetti, you say, how about if I say peanut butter, you say, one more, mac and, yeah, these are things that just go together, right? In life, they just go together. And I know, don't, I? hopefully I didn't lose you with Frankie Blue Eyes Sinatra with that song, but it's very important, I mean, just love, but God has impressed me to tell you today, godly love comes with godly favor. They go together. They go together. If we really receive this godly love, we can walk in that love. And in this love, it will affect and attract opportunities in our lives to receive favor and to give favor to those around us, right? In that doing, favor will find a place in our heart. And let's be honest, we're humans. We need favor, right? Not human favor, but godly favor in our lives. Human favor is defined by Webster's Dictionary as an act of kindness or support beyond what is due or usual. I say godly favor are happenings in our lives that provide grace, provision, and emerging miracles beyond what we ever would deserve. Godly favor can work in your daily lives. And the difference between godly favor and human favor is because in the end, we don't deserve godly favor usually (laughs) because we're human. Human favor is based really on what is it for me, what's in it for me, what have you done for me lately? (laughs) Really, one of those things. It's easy to receive human favor But godly favor can only when you receive and be expected to give it equally as well too. Today's message is not. I know we don't do this, but sometimes we like having church. It's Sunday. This is not a message uh, of uh, having church today. I know those are good, encouraging, but this is more of a message about being the church when we're out and about today. Um, I want to say I heard Pastor's Ray's wonderful message on Wednesday, and. and uh, he was talking about in Jeremiah of uprooting things. All right, we're going to talk about roots today too. So there must be an agricultural spirit moving this week at Faith Christian <laughs> Center. So we all we just did a high five and it said, "Hey, that's where we're heading here too." So follow my track. But definitely, uh, if you haven't heard Pastor Ray's message on Wednesday, it was amazing. Uh, definitely dig into that. But I'm going to talk about a little roots, but I'm going to be talking about planting roots as well too. Um, So in my life, we'll talk about me first, then you, I have these times in my daily life, I'm going about my normal business, and then something happens, right? Something happens uh, that I wasn't expecting or that is leading to something bigger that I'm going to prophesy or forecast and say, oh, this doesn't mean good things. For me in my life, and I think my family can attest, is when those things happen, I say, oh, Really? And some of you may say, really, why now? Some of you may use other language that I'm not going to say here. (laughs) But really, come on, you know, I I didn't expect that at all, right? We have those moments. I had one very recently, and I'll try and give the short story of this. Um, We were on vacation uh, three or four weeks ago. We drove to where we were staying about three and a half hours. Um, The day before our last full day, Uh, We're driving in our car, and that infamous engine light comes on. Some of you know about that, right? So we have two options, right? Some of you may know both of them. One is go to the Lowe's and get an electric tape and just put it over that engine light and make it go away, and just hope for the best. Or the other is, hey, we better address it and see what this could actually be about. So we took, uh, I, I think I was leaning to the first one, but thank God for wives in our lives. I think we need to go take a look at this. I'm, but it was a no really moment. I was like, really? Why now? We're on vacation. On vacation. So we found a garage. Uh, Jennifer called around later that night. We found a garage. There was only one left. It was on a Friday. Um, and we knew the following day we would have to be at, a, at this garage. We did find one garage that would take a look at it. I had planned to go to the beach that day, but that's a side note. Um, so we got there, and uh, it took them, you know, about 20 minutes, half an hour, and they ran this, the code on it, and the guy came in and just, um, uh, he said, you do need this part, and then he puts down what it's going to cost, and there was another, oh, really moment almost, and then on top of that, it kept snowballing, and he says, by the way, I can't get the part for another three hours. Um, you can drive your car right now. Do you want to take it back? I said, no, leave it where it is. Please do what you said you are going to do. He says, well, at least you have stores and shopping malls right behind you, so you can go hang out there. So we went and did that. So about three hours, three hours and ten minutes, we get back to this independent garage. And you ever have those garage malls? You start walking, I was like, my car has not moved at all. That looks exactly where I left that. gave him the keys. I don't have the keys. So we walk in and the manager is in the, in the shop and he sees me coming in and then he jumps on the phone and it's through that glass plate window and I am not an expert of reading lips but it was, it was, there were some words coming out, some facial expressions and then he quickly hangs up the phone, comes out and said, Mr. Pfeffer, I'm sorry, I know it's been three hours and ten minutes but that part is not coming today. So our anchor scripture today is... Ephesians. Can you put that up, Gene? Ephesians. Uh, You just have it, right? Somewhere. All right. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. We're going to talk more about that. It's a whole message. But as you trust in him, your roots will grow down in God's love and keep you strong. Another thing of the big idea today that I had is follow this. As Christ followers, love should lead us in all we do. It's the source that comes only from our God because of what he's done for us. If godly love is rooted in godly soil, it will attract godly favor to you and through you and around you. So I didn't remember Ephesians 3.17 during that story we're going to jump back into. I, I did remember about rooted and grounded in love because King James has a rooted and grounded love in that. I'm saying, oh boy, rooted and grounded in love because I just saw the bill and I heard him, you know, I came back, there's three hours, and I wasn't even mad that I'd been missing the beach that day. I had to go to the Hallmark store, Joey and Fabric, and they had this deceiving store called Rennie's, but it's really just a Christmas tree shop. So I was getting, I was starting to get a little angry because three hours I was in these stores. Uh, I wouldn't have been with any other person, but my wife thank the Lord, but, but, you know, we were there. So I was really, he's like, I can get the part tomorrow and we'll get you in and out of here as soon as we can. It's just a really crazy day, really crazy day. I said, okay, well, I appreciate your help. Uh, He gave me the keys back because it was drivable. As we're driving back, uh, Jen says, you know, what about a dealer? I know they were busy, but let's just go in and look and see if they have the part there. So we found a dealer on the way back. We walked in. Uh, The gentleman was very nice. I said, here's what they've diagnosed what that is. He looks it up, says, we don't have it here. Okay, great, thank you. He says, but... Another, st- our dealer, sister dealer, about 50 minutes away, has it. I said, that's great. Could you just make sure it's there? So the very kind gentleman called. They physically had it. I get back in the car. I said, well, here's our options. We either, you know, we wait till uh, tomorrow, and they're going to get the part there, but that's probably the same guy telling them they're going to get the part today, and it's not going to come. You know, you do all this analyzing under these type of pressures and, uh, oh, really, moments and that. And then... Well, let's go get this part there. We know it's there. So I just kind of rested in the roots of love saying, God, man, I can really react and blow up right here. But if I'm resting in your love, rooted and grounded in your love, I've made him him his home in our hearts. We'll talk about that later. Then somehow favor is going to come upon this situation. Favor I don't deserve because I probably got into the mess anyhow. But I need favor at this point. So when we're driving to the other port store, I called it. Have you guys tracking with me? I'm sorry. It's a little long story. I'm shortening it. So anyhow, so we called the first guy who said he'd get the part. I said, listen, we are going to this dealership right now, and I'm going to get the part. I'll be in your garage again, back in your garage in two hours. Will you put this in today? He's like, I'm going to do my best. I'm not allowed to take other parts in, only our own manufactured parts, but I'll do it for you because I know your situation. So we're excited. We get down there. Again in the dealership. Jen runs in to get that part that should have came with gold wrapping on it. It was so expensive but didn't. She's like, why don't you just go ask the service manager, you know, what, if they're busy and what's going on. I'm like, all right, I'll go do that. So as I'm approaching the bench, I feel like a bench, i okay, approaching his desk. You know, I was about to regurgitate my whole day and just vomit all my victimization of that day. And that's a whole other message, victimization. But God stopped me and said, no, just ask me if, if he's busy. That's all I need you to ask him. I'm like, okay, sir, are you busy? I know uh, you may be busy or not, but my wife's getting a part. We're told we needed the part. Um, would you put it in? He's like, what's going on? Uh, engine light's on. He's like, well, we are off. We're very busy today. I said, but why don't you? pull the car right in and I'll take a look at it. I'm like my car right now I'm like okay good you ever seen a grown man skip to his car I was running i get into that car got in that pulled in that garage the service manager came out right away put his own sensor in because he wasn't too busy the mechanics were ran the sensor and as Jen's coming back out with the party paid he says uh, please tell your wife to go return the part I'm like well why we need it. he's like you don't need that at all I said, in our experiences, you just need to clean uh, the intake, throttle, flux capacitor, whatever. You know what that is. (laughs) It sounded pretty important, but he said, it's not a big deal, but I can't do it today. I said, well, we're, now I started giving him facts. We're on vacation. We're three and a half hours away. Do you think we can drive back with this? He's like, 99%, you are fine. Just when, just if, when you get back home, go to a dealer and they'll just clean it right out and you'll be done. That was about seven minutes of the day, that whole thing that just happened. And I said, well, what do I owe you? He says, no, nothing at all. So we drove out of there saying, Lord, that's godly favor. And then even more of that saying, you know, imagine if we did get the part to the other garage, right? And they put it in. It wasn't even the right part. It wasn't going to cure the problem to begin with. So then we're into Saturday and whatever. So it could have escalated. So I was driving home. I'm like, all right, rooted and grounded in love. I'm going to call the guy at the first garage and give him a piece of my ear because he doesn't know what he's doing. No, I called and just said, hey, I really appreciate your time. I know you're short of mechanic. You look pretty stressed out. Um, the garage, the, the, the dealer has, has done their job. I think they can fix it. They're just going to clean it. They didn't say we need that part. I just wanted to let you know, and I really appreciate you doing what you can. There was pause on the end, and he, he just, whew, he said, wow. Thank you for um, working with me because it's been a crazy day today thank you. I say, hey, you have a great rest of your weekend. I appreciate you coming in. And that was it. So I was able to pass favor that way into his life. But that's really how love and favor works. If I'm staying and rooted and grounded in God's love, that will happen. I even had another one real quick just days ago, believe it or not. I'm trying to reach somebody on the phone and I mean, I'm a little persistent at times, but, um, you know, I couldn't reach this person at all. It was like three calls, and it was very time-sensitive. I started getting angry. Now, I'll, I'll be honest. It was a child of mine. It was one of our kids. So then my excuses were rolling out. We pay for your phone bill, and you're not going to pick up the phone right now. I'm starting to get very angry, okay? But then God stopped me in my tracks because of what I had just been through and said, wait a minute. You're not walking in love in any of this. How do you expect any favor for them to even pick up the phone on the other end? Quieted down. They called back recently, and that was fine. The last thing of this story was when we went on vacation on Monday, I said, Lord, how I work is usually get sermon titles, and then the content comes in. So that Monday, before all this, the garage, the car, everything happened, he gave me this title of love and favor. I'm like, what? I'm like, how am I going to write this thing? And he said, when we get back from vacation, he's like, I just gave you half of your sermon right there, just living it out. (laughs) So that's how it can work. We're not all these great people in these study libraries. And going from there, but, it, but you need to understand there's many, many times where we have opportunities to say, oh, really, and, and not give an opportunity for God to work in those situations. And they may seem very simple, but who knows? They can lead to bigger things down the road. Only God knows. I mean, let's talk about you guys, well, not some of you. Sometimes I'm generous when I say everybody, but some of you don't even know what God's love really is Sometimes. And this is a whole message in itself. There's a whole bunch of messages here. So I'm trying to be very narrowed in this. But you don't. You've never really experienced God's love. So when I say love and favor, it's no condemnation. But your experience is only built on human love because that's all you've surrendered to or really know. So human love, like we said before, that's a little different. It's a great thing, being in love, love, friendship, family. But it's only can go to a certain level. So if some of us Christians have not experienced the fullness of God and his love for us, that we can rest in that and be rooted in that, we're going to see soon, how can we get mad at the world sometimes? It's like a blind man stepping on your toe. How can we get mad sometimes when we get mad at them because they don't understand God or anything? I mean, look at the great example. There was, uh, I think, 1985. Here's a good example of the human love and how far... People will go with it, I guess. Um, again, maybe, tw- maybe 25, 30 year olds will understand this. But remember, uh, to raise money for Africa and AIDS, and I think it was 1985, all the musicians got into one big room. You had Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, The Boss, you know it. All these guys, and some of these young guns are who? What? What? No, these were big icons of the time, singers. And they created a song. I think Dionne Warwick had written it. And how many remember the song? We Are the World. Let me read the lyrics to that, all right? I know you know it, but listen to this as it develops human love and what we believe human love alone alone can do. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones who make a brighter day, so let's start giving. Very self-empowering, right? There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own lives. It's true we'll make a better day, just you and me. Beautiful melody, powerful song, but you got it. I'm not saying Satan's in this. You just got to understand, they don't know beyond human love. So they had to sing about that and did some great things for Africa and AIDS. But we can't get mad. And I do remember Stevie Wonder's part. He said, We are the world. He would always go, But it's, you can't get mad at them. But you got to understand, are you still living in that experience of only human love that you know? Do you know God's love? Do you really know that God loves you? Because I'll tell you, if you don't, when those aha moments, when those really moments come, you know what really sets the stage is the pressure that comes with it, right? The pressure that comes with it. And if I don't know God's love and how much he loves me, and I've made his home in my heart and trust, and it's not condemnation. We're all at different places in our Christian walk. But if I don't know that, I'm gonna I'm gonna, okay, my only love was. My dad, who be- he didn't. My dad, who beat me at night. and It's not funny, but I'm just saying. You know, I have the, who was who was who was manipulative. I have love that was manipulative. That's not. That's my father. You want me to rest in and he'll do favor for me? No, you didn't. Disclosure. You were there for me. You. Were- but, and then with, then with favor, like I said before, if we don't know that, how, why, some of the things that are happening in your life, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I got to go back into praise. Am I walking in love? Simple as that. And it's the love that God has given me. And it's easier said than done, I know, but it is, but s- some places where we are is because we got to go back to page one. When your first love was there with God, and you came to an altar—whether it was in a house, in a car, in the church, wherever—and falling in love with your Lord and Savior because of all He has done for you. Yeah. All right. So even I might be, let's, Paul, Paul defines love, and I, we're going to look at it in just a minute. Um, but even even our culture has defined love too. So I'm still on the on the on the bandwagon here. How many have heard love is love? That's the new thing in the last few years. That's the definition of love. That's what the culture is saying. My only personal, personal opinion of this is that's not a definition at all. That's a statement of action. It's a statement of action. When we begin to define values by their actions, we open the door for more self-defining of ourselves. And look what's happening. Does that make sense a little bit? So So really it's a statement of action. It's part of love when they say love is love, but that's not the whole definition of love at all, let alone God involved in the mix. You know, it's like, it's, it's like um, a pear in the air. I'll give you an illustration. A pear in the air. So I'm going to stare at that pear in the air and say, that's a pear. Okay, but if I don't start defining that pear by, oh, wait, it's attached to a branch, and then it's attached to a tree, and then there's roots that go down into that tree, and it's called a pear tree, it's the same thing as saying pear is Pear. It'll, it'll digest some point. But you understand what I'm saying? You're just taught you're not fully defining anything at all. I mean, love has many ingredients. And this is a whole other messages, but love is a decision to start with, right? We know that. And it has a lot of selflessness in it, right? Godly love does. I know that. Let's look at Paul before I get lost here on this pear tree idea. But um, 2 Corinthians 13, we all know it, 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritated and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but justice whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It always is hopeful and endures through every circumstance every circumstance so going back to the idea of Ephesians being rooted and grounded in love I believe the love of God is that soil that was Paul was trying to also illustrate in Ephesians and the roots are hidden in these patience is a root it's a root right faith is a root that needs to be in God's love in that nurturing soil And the problem is, if we don't have patience and other things that are supposed to be rooted in that good, godly love soil, we have our roots above ground, where things can contaminate it, like we just read about, jealousy, boastful, pride. They can infect our roots because they're above ground and not protected in God's love, a nurturing soil, a nurturing soil. Paul goes on at the end, and he was talking about love. He says, Endures through every circumstance. Outside of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Paul had some enduring to do, right? I mean, his temporary address most of the time was in a jail cell, right? He endured a lot, really a lot. So he could say this, Endures through every circumstance. So if I am rooted and grounded in my patience, my roots are grounded in the God-loving soil, that nurturing soil when those aha moments those oh really moments like oh my gosh what are we going to do moments if those come and they will we're reassured that i should be able to endure through every circumstances love is not going to make a magic wand come out of your pocket and you wave it and that situation goes away but if you're rooted well in god's love you can endure you can endure you can endure uh, Jesus talked a lot about love. He was the perfect example of God's love. That's why he came to planet Earth and do, do, did what he did for us. Alone, right? And John fifteen twelve, um, John fifteen twelve. Yeah, this is we know it. This is my commandment: love each other in the same way I have loved you. You can't give something you haven't received. Going backwards here, you can't give something you haven't received. If you receive God's love, like we talked about earlier. You can love each other the same way he's loved you, right? Exciting. Praise God. Amen. Woo-hoo, yeah. It's in the Bible. So there's many scriptures about love and God's love for us and what he's done for us. Talk about favor a little bit. So you have just favor in the Bible. So now we've talked about love a little bit. Uh, What's God's word saying about favor? Well, it's more saying it through favor that came upon many of the Bible people, characters in the Bible from Old Testament to New. You have Esther, a perfect example of this, right? And Esther, you have this Jewish woman living in the, the region of Persia and a Persian king and what was happening to the Jews at that time, okay? And Mordecai, her uncle, praying over her a lot and then praying together and say, you are here for such a time as this. May not know exactly why yet, but keep walking it out. Well, she could rest in that and rest in God's love for that and look what happened as we know right the king ended up marrying her right i mean she was beautiful and things like that but she had god's favor on her life in that to be in the position she was there and then what did she turn around she helped her jewish people through that national tragedy that was going on because she received godly favor she gave favor okay how about daniel daniel in the lion's den I truly believe when Daniel was praying openly when King Darius was on his saying, grudgingly said, no prayer, da, 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 da. We haven't heard that yet around here, but no prayer. We have in schools, but not in our general life. No prayer yet. So he's still praying, and his accusers found him in the window. They bring him to King Darius. Follow me on this. Daniel could have said, thus saith the Lord, you're all going to hell in a handbasket. No, he actually part, some parts of love is humility, right? is some of the attributes. So he actually granted favor to King Darius, believe it or not, and was humble and accepted what was going on. Because he gave favor, God could show up in the lion's den to give him favor. So can work both ways, because he stayed in love. He stayed in a place of love. How about Joseph? Oh my gosh. He had favor along the way with everything that happened to him. Just insane. I mean, just you, I might go through the story. He sold to slavery with his brothers. Everything else that went, accused of this, went to jail. Da-da-da-da. And then I think it's in Genesis. He, but he kept through. He kept in love most of the time. You read this. I mean, he had his moments of struggle like we did or anything at a counter at a mechanic shop that I did. Wherever you're going to have those moments, but he knew to stay in love so he could endure. So he ended up enduring to the scene like in Genesis 45. His brothers come see him when he is part of the royal office. And it says Joseph starts weeping. I don't know. I don't think I would have wept, but that's what he did. Okay. I think I would have done something else. Those are really moments, but... But he didn't. He basically granted favor to them and his family and was able to change a nation through that as well too. So he got favor, he gave favor, staying in love, staying in love. How about <laughs> David, whether when he's a shepherd or a king? I mean, 20, 25% of the, the Psalms talk about favor, him crying out to God. I'll read a few quick ones. We're not gonna go through them. But here's just a few, few that I pulled out. So this again, David crying out to God. For you bless the righteous, O Lord, who cover him with favor and with a shield. Talking about protection. Another one is, let the favor of the Lord be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Last one, a little bit more known. For his anger is for but a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night. But joy comes in the morning, right? We know this. So that's kind of some of that quickly tiptoeing through the Bible and having to do with love and favor. So now talking about that, what should we do individually? Back to where I started talking about. You need to experience God's love in your life. You have to. You have to, and it doesn't have to happen at a worship service. It can be in your bedroom, in your car, in your bathroom, whatever you're doing. Experience God's love. I would encourage you. The basis for a lot of experiencing God's love is in James when he says, "If you draw to me, He will draw." If I draw to Him, thank you, you will draw to me. Tongue twister there. Sorry, it's a step of faith. It's a step of faith layered in thanksgiving. If you don't know where to start, my gosh, thank you, Lord, that I have oxygen in my lungs today. You can, you can actually leave, and I know you want to leave maybe sooner or later, but you can leave after the service and go do what you may want. That's a big privilege. I mean, you have life at this point. That's a huge deal. And even when we talk more about victory in our lives in these songs, it's really victory from ourselves and, and being free in the Lord. So you have a lot to be thankful for. Start with Thanksgiving, all right? Start with Thanksgiving. May not seem much, but... God will unveil that. Get in those scriptures. Read the scriptures, especially in the New Testament and even Jesus when he was there talking about love, how much the Father loves you, how much he bankrupt heaven almost to bring Christ to this earth because for you, how those steps to Calvary were always in step for you when he was sweating blood. Read these things of how much your love and those scales of human love, if you've had bad human love between relationships, will begin to not disappear But his love will scale over that in a good way and be the anchor to what love is in your life. Anchor to what love is in your life. It's so important. It's so important. So this love and favor can't start until it starts there, basically. And it's way beyond a bumper sticker that Jesus loves me. It's You're living it out day in, day in, day out and doing that and serving that whole day. Um, But in doing that, You'll notice that roots are growing in your life as you receive that love again they're back into the soil of God's love that we learned in Ephesians of getting there and it's just amazing because you'll be able to rest in situations that you were unrestling unrested in in many times. So when those really moments come and whatever, you know God is opening the door to bring you favor in that as well. Imagine if the church walked this out. <laughs> It's one way to get them back sooner, yeah. Imagine if the church really walked this out and that we were being his church. I know you know this, but when we say church, you have more opportunities out there to be the church than you do sitting right now saying amen to me. I don't discourage the encouragement, but it's far greater opportunities that are coming out there than in here. Are you ready for that? And cultivating the healthy roots of love in your life so, when those are really moments, imagine if the church did that. Imagine if it was granted favor by God to do what He's called us to do. And then we can exercise favor as well. God knew, knew what, and Pastor John says, like, God knew what He got when He decided to love us and create us. So, Almighty God created the heaven and the earth, put the stars where they are. Detailed in everything that we could possibly imagine. Science only can go to one end. It's a great blueprint. But this, this almighty creator loves you and created you with the faults that he knew you had sometimes. Yet we as humans, being the church, can't give favor to our neighbor because he cut the grass too much into my yard or something. Just a weird example. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if God's gracious with us, with all our faults, we can't be, because we're all human to some degree, we're going to mess up, okay? We need to extend our favor. So the more, you know how you, you get good at granting favor? You keep granting more and practicing it. Do it often, 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 often. And if you're resting in God's love, you'll have many Holy Spirit moments, whether you're in the grocery store, in your work, and your co-worker, where you feel there's a need. We're not talking about us anymore, but there's a need around you to grant favor to somebody. Somebody says, well, I'll only do that in the grocery store if they're looking, if they're having a bad day. You know how many smiles exist around you where they're broken inside? Don't let that be your litmus test. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Be sensitive, but if you're rooted and grounded in love, love has to, do, has to have a target. It, it can't just be contained, and you will exercise that, not goofy like, hey, can I, you know, I have, a, I have you know, I want to prophesy over you in the dairy aisle, you know. I mean, God will lead you, but, but just simple things. Can we be the simple church just to show kindness and love and God's favor? And then he'll o- then the doors will open far more at that point. It's so important. It's so important. But rest in his love. Be rooted in his love. That visual is just so strong. Here, you, here I am, and my patience roots, and my faith roots, and my joy roots, and my temperance roots are in nurtured and healthy soil of God's love. No windstorm is going to blow me away. No windstorm. But it starts in the good soil. I would encourage you to appraise your roots, but don't make it a full-time job. Be more concerned of growing where they are than what they look like right now. But if you leave those roots up top, they'll get contaminated. They absolutely will get contaminated. Absolutely. I want to... I have Bibles here. We're winding down. I want to read the full chapter And Gene, you do not have to put it up because I don't want people to read it. I want them to hear it. Let's see. I'm going to try and go through it here. You don't mind if I sit, right? I already did. I don't care. (laughs) All right. So Ephesians, let's get back. This was our anchor scripture today. Don't put it up, Gene, but you can take that. Can you take that scripture down, whatever's up there now? Thank you. Appreciate you so much. So in Ephesians uh, 3... And again, some of it was talking about the root and ground of love, but it's mixed in here. But this was basically a prayer that Paul prayed that we just read from. I want to read the entire prayer. And you know what it was for? Spiritual growth. That's really all we're talking about. The amazing thing of the gospel is God finds you where you are and brings you to where he wants you to be. It's that simple. (laughs) It really is. So let me read through this, and I may pause, I may choke up ahead of time, but it's just, it's powerful because it's it's interweaved here a lot of God's love. When When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. Again, this is Paul, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. And this is what we're talking about. Before Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you begin to trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, we know this part, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. He's trying to quantify it there. He can't, you'll hear him further. May you experience the love of Christ Through it, it is too great to understand fully. So we can't understand it fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us. He's always at work in you. To accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or even think. Again, we're tiptoeing into favor right now. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever. Amen and amen. I would encourage you to get into Ephesians 3. Read it, absorb it, recite some of it, have it on your refrigerator, especially the rooted parts when those aha moments come. But... you can't, the height, the depth, he's, tr- he's trying to quantify it and Paul can't even qual- quantify it. Why don't we all stand? I know some of you, everybody got hopefully something out of this, don't clap, everybody got something out of this message but everybody got different levels of it and that's okay because God knows where each and every one of us are. But if you would say, you know what Chris, Chris, <laughs> I seem to have a little too, more, too many of those really moments in my life. Life is hard. And I believe you, life is hard. But maybe it starts with love. Have you really received God's love in your life? Paul talked about overwhelming. 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 No judgment, no condemnation. But if you don't tear up occasionally when you think of his love, you may just be at the edge of what it really is. It should blow your world. Many of you have been hurt because of human love. People dissed you, disrespected you, stabbed you 50 times in the back, whatever. And those are real hurts. I do not deny hurt. I've been in there too. It hurts. Hurt is hurt. But God's love is far more greater than her. His love can fill those cracks where they may be in your life. And if you're standing today and that resonates a little bit with you, just let's pray together. I don't need you to come today, uh, come up front. But let's just pray. Heavenly Father, whew, thank you so very much for giving this, this opportunity to be your child of God. You will love, if I may not know all the depths yet, let it overwhelm me, let it overtake me, let it redefine me. While the world redefines, let you redefine me. Let it heal hurts, disappointments. And let me gain a clarity of what your love is over human love. Lord, I believe as I continue to do that, I don't do it for favor in my life. This is not a bless me message, but I do it because you have loved me. Because you love me. Heal my hurts and my pains. Give me clarity, and through your Holy Spirit, draw me closer to you. Through that Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name we pray, amen.